So, uh, believe it or not, it's November already. I don't know about y'all, but my, my brain hasn't processed that yet. It's November. Um, regardless of my willingness to accept that or not, we're here. And in November, what is the main thing that we generally think about? Thanksgiving, right? It is foisted upon us. And like I was at Trader Joe's yesterday, and they're already selling stuff in boxes. I don't know who's buying them now, because we still have some time. But here we are, Thanksgiving. And it's also the month where generally, if you hadn't been focusing on it all year round, there's this general pressure, I guess, to be focusing on gratitude, right? Gratitude. What are we grateful for? There are people this month, for example, who are like, every day we're going to post online something that we're grateful for, right? And gratitude is one of perhaps our most powerful spiritual practices. It allows us to sort of um, get our focus out of whatever else might be going on, to see the bigger picture. So I'm all for gratitude, except when I don't feel like being grateful. (laughs) I mean, how many of you, by a show of hands, I haven't said it yet. Why is your hand up? (laughs) You don't know where this is going. Just put your hand up. Wow. Maybe she does. I don't know. That was wrong with me to assume. But how many of you, how many of you in your life, every single moment of your life was a moment where something happened and you felt such gratitude? Yeah, taking that hand, taking that hand back now, aren't you? Yeah, there you go. Taking that hand back. Taking that hand back. Yeah, but this is the reality of life, right? This is the reality of life. Sometimes shitty things comes our way. They do. Things happen that are like, like, like d- d- just flat, wear us out. They throw us for a loop. Whether severe loss, something comes out of left field. These things happen. And what often happens, we as spiritual speak- seekers, We hear in our heads the narrative, let's be grateful though. Let's be grateful. And often our well-meaning friends and ministers say to us, yes, this is horrible. And there's so much to be grateful for in this. I know about y'all, but miss me with that. I'm I'm not in a place to hear that in the midst of whatever horrible is going on in my life. And then what we do, sorry, again, I got to stop with this we thing. What I have done, myself under the bus, what I've done then is when I don't feel like being grateful, I try to force myself to be in gratitude and then beat up on myself because I can't generate that feeling of gratitude. So somehow... I'm not doing this right. The Buddhists have a term for this. They call it the second arrow. We feel bad about a thing, and then we beat up on ourselves for feeling bad about the thing. 
because as spiritual people, you know, we shouldn't, we should be able to like turn it around on a dime. Sometimes that's the, it's weird, it's sort of like a weird spiritual peer pressure, right? This is how we should be feeling when things happen. And gratitude is one of those things that get foisted upon us. So I'm here to tell you, it's okay not to feel grateful all the time. You all go home now. You're, you're off the hook. You're off the hook. It, it could always be worse. But here's the thing, though. I'm glad you brought that up. I'm glad you brought that up. Here's the thing. Part of the reason that sometimes we don't feel grateful with what we're going through is because, yes, the feelings that arise when these terrible things happen in our life. But let's take a step back and ask ourselves, why is the thing that happened terrible in the first place? Why is it worse? Why is it better? Because of the meaning we have assigned to it to begin with. We human beings are meaning-making machines. <laughs> Stuff just can't happen. It's got to mean something. <laughs> and then, and then, then, we pile on another layer. What, does, what is the universe trying to tell me here? What's, what, is, what, is, what is the meaning that I'm supposed to pull from this thing? And then when we can't figure that out, we just make one up. Here's the thing about assigning meaning. We assign meaning because we want to feel safe. We assign a meaning to something because we want to feel safe. We want to feel in control. We want it to be good. So we assign a meaning. And then we believe the meaning is real, totally forgetting that we made it up. And then on the tail end of that, now we become, we become attached become attached to the story we've made up about what this thing means. Here's another news flash. You may not be as happy about this one as the one when he said it's okay to not be in gratitude all the time. Here's another news flash. Nothing means anything but the meaning we assign to it. Nothing inherently means anything but the meaning we assign to it. So where is that assigning coming from within us? Long time ago, there was this Chinese farmer. He was very poor. It was him, his son, and the one horse that they used to help do the work on the farm. And one day, the horse escaped, ran away. And all the neighbors came around and said to the farmer, well, that's too bad. Like, that's horrible. What are you going to do now? That's, that's bad luck. And the farmer says, eh, maybe. The next day, the horse comes back, bringing with it five other wild horses. So he went from one horse to five horses. The neighbors came around. They were like, oh my God, that's so great. Look at you. And the farmer said, mm, maybe. The next day, his son was riding one of the wild horses, attempting to tame him, and the horse threw him, and he fell and he broke his leg. And the neighbors came around. They were like, oh, that's such bad luck. That's horrible. And the farmer said, Maybe. Funny you should mention that, because the next day, the Chinese army came through because there was a war, and they were conscripting young men to go to the army. 
and they didn't take the farmer's son because of his broken leg. And the neighbors came by and said, oh my God, you're so lucky. What did the farmer say? Maybe. Maybe. We attempt to give things meaning and then we forget that we have. And things are bad and good. Things are wonderful. Things are horrible. And our emotions follow those meanings. And then if it's a horrible thing, we pile on the, how can we be grateful in this? What does this mean for my life? Why is God allowing this to happen to me? If you still believe in that sort of God. What is the message the universe is trying to tell me here? And we go down this rabbit hole. It pulls us out of the present moment. And we forget to notice that whether it's good or bad or whatever meaning we assign to it, whatever feelings have come up within us, whatever invitation it has pulled us into to look at our unhealed wounds and our unexamined beliefs, all of that is what makes up the great fullness of life. The great fullness of life. The great fullness is not just when things go well. It's when things go off the rails. And realizing a thing going well or a thing going off the rails is, again, in a meaning we have assigned to it. The great fullness of life is, is the ability to be present to what happens without assigning meaning, realizing that whatever happens is an invitation for us to be the fullness of the divine in that moment. I like to say that everything that shows up is an invitation for us to show up as the fullness of God, or love, or spirit, or all that is. Can we really just be the presence in the present? Are we so busy assigning meaning and struggling with attachments that come up based on that meaning? The great fullness of life is when we are sitting in places of pure bliss and comfort, when we are sitting in places of great struggle and discomfort. And I don't know about you all, but when I notice the look back at the times that I've done the most, the most and the deepest spiritual growth, it's not in the bliss and comfort. Because when it's in bliss and comfort, I ain't doing nothing. I'm just sitting back, feet up both physically and spiritually. It is in the places of discomfort, of unknowing, of uncertainty. That's the fullness too. But we're in a hurry to write those off. We're in a hurry to get to the other side of them. We're in a hurry to deny them. Sometimes we use our great unity tool of denials and affirmations as sometimes a way to bypass the moment, to bypass the invitation of growth that that moment is putting us in 
to bypass the, 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 the opportunity to heal what is yet to be healed within us. But we're in a hurry to, we're in a hurry to get back to gratitude. So rather than be grateful, my invitation to you is to be the gratefulness of life. Be the happy, the sad. Be the salve, the pain. Be the comfort, the discomfort. Be the safe arms to fall into. Be that which challenges. Because then, that's when we're going to transform ourselves and everything around us. Be the great fullness of life. Let's take a breath and take this into some meditation time. So plant both feet on the floor. And again, gently close the eyes. And if you'd rather not, just find a spot somewhere ahead of you. Soft, gentle gaze. And let's begin by connecting with the breath. Just notice the breath entering, leaving. With each exhalation, allow the body to find a deeper place of stillness and settling into this moment. With each exhale, let the shoulders relax a little more, the face soften. Notice those moments of stillness between the inhale and the exhale. Let's just breathe. Breathe and become present to this moment. As we breathe, let us connect to our heart space. And if it helps, put a hand over the heart to really make this a full embodied experience. invite ourselves to know that all that has ever happened in our life and all that is happening in our life now 
as part of the great fullness of our life. Regardless of the joys that it brought us or the unimaginable pain that it inflicted upon us. It is the fullness of our life. Let us know that all that is yet to be is also the fullness of our life and that we already are and already have all we need to be fully present to that moment and embrace it also as the great fullness of our life. everything that surrounds us in space and time. We can give thanks because it is the great fullness of life and we each and every one of us are part of that great fullness. that shows up is an opportunity for us to show up as the great fullness that is God. So for a few moments, Affirm in, I am the great fullness of life. Let us rest in the silence. I am the great fullness of life.
I am the great fullness of life. And in this, I am grateful to be the embodiment of spirit, of love, of God, of all that is. It is all I need and all I am to be fully present as the presence in all that arises. I am the great fullness of life. And so it is.